Newtown is a special African-American community with special people. Most of the early arrivals came to Sarasota looking to better their lives. An indomitable spirit emerged out of their struggle, and a strong faith ushered them through many challenges. The Newtown Alive Project recorded oral history interviews to preserve community history and pride. I'm Vicki Oldham. The Newtown community was promoted as a desirable neighborhood for African-American residents of Sarasota. At that time, cement block houses were a step above the wooden structures of Overtown, where the first black pioneers lived. Mrs. Vicki Brown is the founder of Dollar Dynasty, a nonprofit community outreach organization that doubles as a thrift store and a food distribution site for All Faiths Food Bank. Her oral history interview was conducted by Caitlin Grimmett, a participant in the New College of Florida Oral History Project in partnership with Newtown Alive. Miss Vicki left Georgia with her family one summer in the wee hours. Her father loaded a pickup truck and headed south to Clearwater, Florida. Brown was only 10 years old. I'm Victoria B. Brown. I was born in Georgia in 1939 to Mamie Lee and Eulice Brinson. And I was the oldest girl of 17 living siblings. And my dad was a farm worker, migrant farm worker. And we had a farm and, and uh, we was raised up on a farm, a little place called Waycross, Georgia, which was in the backside of the pine trees. After so many years, we ended up leaving Georgia because my father was uh, very upset because he could not express himself and he could not um, do as he thought he should be able to do. So he decided that we would leave. First, we moved to Clearwater, Florida, from Georgia. And that, that was somewhere late 40s. And I think at that time, I was 10 years old. After I was um, 16, I ended up going away to find a job. And I moved from Clearwater to Sarasota, which was more like 60. New African-American arrivals brought their families, but some came alone, looking for and finding jobs. Miss Vicki worked in restaurants and for a cleaning service until she secured employment at Sarasota Memorial Hospital. I end up moving into a rooming house across the street from uh, Humphrey Drugstore. Uh, Mr. Neil Humphrey had uh, was the first drugstore right on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Way, right down the corner, of, right walking distance from here, where King's Market is now. Yeah, they did a lot for this time. The man she mentioned, Neil Humphrey Sr., well, his family, his mom and dad, lived in Plant City. 
They heard that Sarasota offered a better quality of life and moved the family here. The World War II veteran became a successful businessman. They took care of a lot of the people that needed medication, didn't have money, and Mr. Humphrey used to give that to them. But Ms. Humphrey, what she would end up doing was making sure that we end up having something to eat. The elder ladies, they would help, they would cook and help you. They would watch out for you. And the other lady was that really spent almost 24 hours looking after the younger people, young ladies and everything, was Mary Emma Jones. She had the taxi cab service. She had the restaurant. And uh, wherever you had to go, if you had 50 cents, it was okay. If you didn't have it, she would take you anyway, you know. And she ended up doing that for almost everybody. They'd be looking for her in that car. Here she comes, you know. So, And she'd have full of people sitting in their laps and everything, you know. So she would get you home. Sarasota reminded Miss Vicki of Georgia in many ways. I sort of thought that I was still in Georgia. <laughs> because in Newtown, I'm thinking we're in Florida. So it should be different. I come all the way from Georgia with all the friction and all the segregation and all the, the, you know, you get treated so badly, you know. So you come to Sarasota and the streets are mud, <laughs> you know, no, you know, mud, really mud. But it was the same thing, you know, totally segregated. You couldn't. You had to stay in the black area. And I remember Publix. You could go in Publix. You was not allowed to shop in Publix. You wouldn't believe that, but it's true. And that, I remember that. And also, um, I'm trying to think. Well, I couldn't afford to go in Cheney's anyway. But I did one year. I would say to myself, I said, one of these days I'm going to go in and get something. So I passed by there one day. They had this 101-pound watermelon now. So I ended up buying it and carried it down to the Robert Taylor. And that was my first time giving something to the kids. We took a picture, and it's almost faded out, so I hope I find it so you can at least see it. We had everything. We had to have everything out here. Some Newtown residents found creative ways to provide for their families and fulfill a need for products and services in the community at the same time. They had to because Jim Crow laws limited access to basic services. The TV repair, shoe repair, Bud's Barbershop. And then we had the um, Eddie's Fruit Stand was a big place, covered that whole corner of 24th Street, all the way around, all the way around. He had fish market, he had all kinds of vegetables, fruits, and, and, and uh, oh, a little hair supply place, and that's where everybody went. It was called Eddie's Fruit Stand. And then we also had the garden. We had the garden right there on Leon, Martina Raleigh's house. She was a teacher at Booker. She had a big yard in the back, so she would grow all kinds of vegetables, and she had fruit trees and everything there. And that helped a lot, too, because all the kids can come by free, just get fruit and whatever your mom needed or something. 
Miss Vicki works to empower Newtown residents because she remembers how older community women took care of her as a young working woman just starting out. Later on, I end up spending a lot of time with older people. That's why I'm sort of, sort of kept it together here in, here in Sarasota because there were several older ladies and I can go to their house and stay all evening. Everybody else was out or going to learners and spending their $2 they had left. So those ladies helped me out a lot. And then Benjamin and Beulah McMillan, which became my godparents, uh, they sort of adopted me more or less. So they had this apartment they was leasing out. We had a conversation and he had said to her, he says, you see, this Vicky's trying to have something. You see, she's trying to do this. I was trying to find a place because I always lived in rooms and I lived with a lady one time. I could only stay in the house as long as she was there. So I said, I've been there, done that. I said, that's why I'm doing what I do now is because I've been through all of these things that you're talking about. So when you're able, she said, you give us Whatever it is, they didn't say how much. So whenever I got paid every two weeks, I'd come straight by their house, give them a little money and go on. And I kept doing that and kept doing that. And guess what? Now I own the building. The same building I that they let me stay in, right on 24th Street. Mm -hmm. So I went all the way from there to that. Had not been for the Mike Millens and these people, I have no idea who I've been. She spoke highly about another couple, the Floyds. J.H. Floyd was one of few African-American builders in Newtown. Floyd built homes, churches, and a nursing home. Reverend Floyd and Hedy Floyd back then, they built the H.J. Uh, Floyd's nursing home. And so this lady would pick me up take me to her house, do my hair, and bring me back. And so my godparents would pay for that, you know. So I thought that was so great, you know. So why do I want to go out with people who, who didn't love me? You know, they love me, you know, and I, and I knew that. And it just really touches my heart today because it's very hard to find someone that they say they care, but to actually feel that they really care about you. And these people will help you get to wherever you need to go. You just have to keep it together and listen to what they have to say because they have a lot of wisdom there. Oh, goodness. That's why I picked up a lot of things I learned, you know. Then we spent most of our time at the uh, Miss Mary Emma Jones uh, restaurant it was on the corner of uh, Osprey, and you had the counter. You sit to the counter, you order it, she cook it. And whatever she's doing, she would come and sit, talk to you. It was just like having a good conversation with someone that just knew everything that you needed. Then we still had the Humphreys who had a ice cream parlor. And they would make hamburgers and uh, give them to you if you needed it. And 
All the time that I remember him, he was always helping someone with something they needed. And even now, I think about a lot of these things that we should be doing some of that now to help people along, but we need to care more, really show people that we really care. Mrs. Brown has dedicated her life to serving Newtown residents. She organizes school supply giveaways. She sends students to summer camps and provides for basic needs, such as food and clothing, through proceeds collected from a community store. Local businesses, organizations, donors, and volunteers assist in helping others to help themselves. Funding for this program was provided through a grant from the Florida Humanities Council with funds from the National Endowment for the Humanities. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of the Florida Humanities Council or the National Endowment for the Humanities. Visit NewtownAlive.org for more information on this episode and other projects.